gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night Ignition. I'm your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always by the man who's getting ready to rumble. It's Captain Tips. Good times, good rumbles. Although I'm not getting ready to actually fight. Fuck that. Done with it. That is right, Tibbs. But let me tell you something. We like to talk about the Regal Rumble, and we love to talk about the Regal Rumble match. 30 men into the ring. Only one leaves with an opportunity for glory at Wrestlepalooza. But I think I want to talk about a big grudge match heading into that pay-per-view. Scotty Moore going toe-to-toe with Funky Flossie. A a man who, let's not forget, just a few short months ago, he he took Funky Flossie, beat the living hell out of him, even sent the nightmare Gazi to snap the arm of Funky Flossie. But as you can see, he didn't do a good job because Funky returned at... Scotty Mania, Scotty's very own pay-per-view, and won a battle royal in order to face Scotty, get all of that aggression out at the Regal Rumble, but Tibbs, let me tell you something, I think this kid may have bit off a little bit more than he could chew here. Uh, You know, Sills, that might be true, but I also don't think that there's any stopping Funky Flossy right now at this point. As a matter of fact, this is a matter of pride to him. This is more than pride, Sills. This is how he's going to determine the entirety of the rest of his existence in JWF. Because he cannot overcome the humiliation that Scotty Moore tried to put on him until he has beaten him in the ring. That's right. I mean, let's not forget. I mean, Scotty Moore, he brought Funky Flossie into this company. I mean, last week, I know you don't really like business being done out here, but... Scotty Moore came out. He told everybody that when you asked him who the who needed to be called up from JXT, our developmental to- territory, Scotty looked you in the eyes. He said Funky Flossie. Uh, that may be one of the things guiding Scotty through this is the fact that he thinks Funky wouldn't have a career in this company without him. Uh, I think Scotty might be biting off a little more than he can chew if, in that case, Sills. Now, now listen, he has given me a lot of great recommendations. All of the wrestlers that he's recommended we brought up to JWF. Funky Flossie was no exception. And I know, I know that there is something in Funky Flossie that we haven't seen yet. And that is what is going to catapult him to greatness. That's right. And we may have seen a little bit of that greatness last week. Remember Scotty Moore being interviewed. But that interview got cut short when Funky Flossie picked his spot, came out, and beat the living hell out of Scotty. But I think the real story of that is who was standing tall at the end of it. Funky missing that Funky Kong, that signature maneuver of his contacting a brick wall with his leg and then getting put down unceremoniously by Scotty Moore. And you know that had to have been an embarrassment for Funky Flossie. Uh, that says I understand. It was definitely an embarrassment. It could have been. It could be seen as a failure, as a loss in that time. But Sills, let me take you. Let me take you to another point of view on that. That for Funky Flossie was a learning experience. That was an experience that taught him that he still can't underestimate Scotty Moore, and it didn't happen in the ring, so it doesn't count. You know what's going to count in the ring? One, two, three, Sills. And that's what Funky Flossie is really going to need to focus on. That's right. And Scotty Moore has returned this week. We know Funky taking a week off, healing his ankle after it made contact with that concrete. But Scotty Moore is here, and he is not happy about that interference last week. I mean, if we know anything, Scotty Moore loves to hear the sound of his own voice. But he is in the ring right now 
So why don't we hear what the self-proclaimed hero of the JWF has to say? Last week, I came out here for an interview, right? And I tried to be civil about this little situation with Funky Flossy. I tried to tell the JWF universe that I was sorry. Sorry for letting this small, sniveling runt of a professional wrestler get a big enough ego that he felt like he deserved to be on the same level of the JWF superstars. I was sorry that I let Funky Flossie come to this roster and have his ego get immediately shattered when he was systematically picked apart and destroyed by a roster that he knew he didn't deserve to be a part of. You see, in the world of professional wrestling, everyone wants to be a champion, but not everyone can. Everyone wants to be on the main roster, but not everyone can. Everyone wants to be somebody special, but not everyone can. And I mistakenly sent a man who had already crashed into his glass ceiling to the main roster of JWF, and I watched as that poor man cracked his skull against that glass ceiling over and over without a single crack appearing in it. But last week, I I think I saw one crack appear. I saw one crack appear in the ceiling of Funky Flossie when he finally decided to get the balls to come at me with both arms swinging, but like always, like his entire career, he was systematically dropped and thrown back down to the earth. But, like I said, I saw something. I saw aggression. I saw fire. I saw potential. Which is why at the Regal Rumble, I want to give Funky a conduit for that aggression. I want to give Funky the ability to show us all what apparently he's been hiding from us for so many months because I want him to have everything at his disposal. Kendo sticks, steel chairs, ladders, no countouts, no disqualifications. Funky, you can lie, cheat, steal your little heart out. You can bash me over the head with a steel chair. You can do anything your little funky heart desires. Now, it's just a matter of if you can actually do it. If you can go to the lengths it takes to show this audience that you deserve to be here, if you can take a baseball bat and shatter that glass ceiling to pieces, the Regal Rumble is yours for the taking, Funky. You just got to be man enough to actually take it. Well, Tim, strong words there from Scotty Moore. And if anything, I think Scotty Moore, he he knows that he has had some great matches in the previous year. I mean, hell, his match against you was a contender for match of the year at the Tibby Awards. He knows he goes to pay-per-views to put on performances, and I think he is asking for the best out of Funky Flossy. But I'm still a little bit afraid that the best of that boy may not be enough. Oh, Sills, I wouldn't underestimate him at this point even. This is a this is a different Funky than from what we've seen at, at any point in his history before. And now, not only does he have a cause for vengeance against Scotty Moore, he has a cause to bring his best and put on the best damn match any one of us has ever seen. That's right. And speaking of the best, I've been told you can't spell best without a B. And there was a man last week seeking to prove that he was the best, and it was the B himself. Blake Tanner facing off against your son, the 2020 Wrestler of the Year, Chuck 
Tibbs, and I'll be honest, I think he had your son against the ropes quite a few times during that match, Tibbs. Well, still, I think that's that's probably true as in any wrestling match. And of course, Blake Tanner, Blake Tanner is the guy that decided to take his belt and try to go home with it. So I don't know, I don't know who would have ended up on the winning or losing side of that one, especially given the interference that we saw. You know what I mean, Sills? That's right, Blake Tanner, as we saw, trying to take his ball, trying to go home when none other than the music of the King of Kings, the cerebral assassin Triple H, a man who doesn't even work for this company came out but tips this ain't the first time we've seen one of these outsiders interfering with blake tanner's matches back at scotty mania we had brock lesnar come out during a blake tanner match back before that crossing the line sheamus the celtic warrior came out during a blake tanner match i mean what the hell did this boy do to vince mcmahon that's what i gotta know well so i think it comes down to if you listen to the fight boys podcast every week on the bs network that would give him plenty of reasons, honestly. <laughs> that is right. But Blake Tanner, we don't have to think. We can speak for himself. He is backstage with one of our top interviewers. So why don't we hear what the JWF Captain's Champion has to say. Ladies and gentlemen, Dad the Dad McDonald backstage here with the man who was defeated by Chuck Tibbs in the main event of last week's JWF Ignition. Blake Tanner. Now, Blake, I got to stop. Stop. What? Um, Mr. McDonald, this is really how you're going to announce me. This is how you're going to introduce me to the entirety of the JWF universe. Uh, You're going to announce the captain's champion as the guy that got beat by Chuck Tibbs. (laughs) Which, by the way, let me clear that all up for you right now. Right now, Chuck Tibbs. He did not beat me last week. There was clear interference from another one of those WWE guys trying to interfere in all of my matches, and I don't know why. I was clearly, if you didn't notice, trying to distract Chuck. I was pretending to leave with my title, when lo and behold, none other than the King of Kings himself, Triple Fucking H! comes out to the ring and decides that he's going to interfere with my match and decides that he's going to stick his big boot in my business. And that wasn't the only time. It was the same with Brock Lesnar at Scotty Mania. It was Sheamus at crossing the line before that. Hell, are you even really Don the Don McDonald, huh? Are you sure you're not just John Cena hiding under a mask there? Am I going to walk into my fucking dressing room and the Fiend's going to try to set me on fire or something? I mean, I've been looking over my shoulder all fucking week because apparently this entire company has decided to ruin my damn career. Well, that actually... I'm not uh, John Cena, by the way, but that leads me to my question. Do you have any idea why you've been targeted by WWE as of late? Okay, maybe I have a an idea of why that would be happening. I've got a hypothesis, I suppose. Well, McDonald, I don't know if you've noticed this, but in 2020, my career became more than a little stagnant, let's say. So I, behind the scenes, might have started weighing my options. I might have had a contract written up and ready to be signed, and I might have been on my way to becoming a WWE superstar, but... In that case, in that hypothetical situation that I just presented to you, well, I just couldn't do it. Something kept tugging at my heartstrings, and I knew 
I knew deep down in my heart that my home was here with the JWF Captain's Championship, baby. Here she is. This is what I do it for. I knew that those idiots would ruin my career the minute I stepped through their ropes. So instead of becoming a small fish in Vince McMahon's big, stupid pond, I decided to stay here in the JWF, where I could be exactly who I've always wanted to be. A dominant champion. A conqueror. And apparently, WWE didn't agree with my decisions. But don't worry, I've, uh, I got a solution, and... Next week, why don't I uh, tell the whole world exactly what my solution is? Tibbs, did you know about this? No. No, I, I didn't. I would have I would have fired somebody if I found out they were doing that. I would have I would have fi- I would have fired somebody, but because Blake Tanner presented it as a hypothetical, I don't have legal grounds. That is right, but apparently Blake Tanner has these uh, allegedly uh, denied a contract with, I'll be honest, one of the biggest companies in the world. And, and thanks to that, they aren't happy about that decision. They're coming after Blake Tanner. I mean, maybe they were looking at Blake Tanner in, in 2020, like he said, wasn't exactly a banner year for him, for him. But in the past, I mean, he has the second longest JWF championship reign of all time. The man has done it just about everything there is to do in this company. I think New York might have been looking at him and trying to remold him in their own image. And apparently now that now that that mold's gone, they are taking some some big umbrage to that. I still honestly have to say that I'm proud that any of our guys would have warranted this kind of response from the WWE because sells, if nothing else, this is free publicity money for us. <laughs> that is right. But let me tell you something, something I definitely didn't want to see publicized, didn't want to see on Twitter, didn't see see ever again, was what happened to our former tag team champions last week, the Rising Suns. I mean, damn FOMO-san, one of the biggest talents we've got, was unceremoniously dumped into a trash can by one half of our current champions, Bananas and Pajamas, and thrown off of a damn loading dock. And then, to continue things further, Bananas and Pajamas, uh, during a damn match, beat down the hammer man FOMO Sons tag partner I mean Bananas and Pajamas we've treated them as jokes in the past because I mean hell their name's Bananas and Pajamas but last week they proved they have an aggressive streak just about a mile wide absolutely Sills they did classic predatory tactics against the Rising Suns they divided them and conquered if you didn't notice they took Fomosan out of the game, they took him out of the equation, and then both of them ganged up on the Hammer Man in a situation that was just completely unwinnable. That is right, but as you can see in our ring right now is Joey Pajamas because we're scheduled for action right now. We're scheduled to see Joey Pajamas taking on Fomosan, but uh, Tibbs, I think the Rising Sun is nowhere to be found. I mean, I don't think anyone's even seen him backstage today. I mean, that that assault last week, getting thrown down onto concrete in a trash can, I, I mean, I'd be shocked if the boy could even get out of bed. That is true, Sills. We were going to have Fomosan looked at by several of our doctors backstage, but uh, of course... He was gone by the time that we could get to him. The trash can was empty. Seems like he's just disappeared. 
That's right. And well, wait a minute. Look at this. Joey Pajamas yelling at the referee to ring the bell. What the hell is going on? He's Tibbs, he's trying to beat FOMO-san by count-out. This is ridiculous. This is not... Why did you even start the match, Shibata? That's not how it works. You have to have both competitors in the match. Ah, he's counting anyway. That's right. Up to a count of three. And look at Joey Pajamas just parading around the ring. The count getting higher. Four. Up to five now. I mean, Tibbs, do you think... I'll be honest with you. Have you got a replacement? Could we bring out... I know the Hammer Man's also beat down to hell, but I mean, I know you don't like him. Could we? Could we sick Robert Hill on him? Ooh, hold on. Let me see if he's here free. Let me give him a call. What? What's the count at, Sills? Oh, it's at the count of eight, nine, and oh, Tibbs, I think you need to put that phone down because there it is. The music of the Rising Suns, the number one contenders, the men who are set to face off against Bananas in Pajamas at the Regal Rumble, the Rising Suns. And, um, well, FOMO Son certainly does not look good, Tibbs. He is limping. And is that a crutch? What in the world? I don't know, Sills. He does not look ready for action. He does not look like he should be even coming down to the ring at all. He, he looks like he shouldn't even, he should probably let Shibata finish that count. That's right, but he gets in the ring. FOMO-san looking for a fight, and, and look at this. Joey Pajamas just laughing at him, but oh, look at that. FOMO throwing the crutch directly in the face before hitting that beautiful spin kick straight to the face. FOMO-san, let me tell you something. I've seen him get up from worse, and apparently he can survive getting tossed off just that easily. And it looks like he's trying to finish things off right now. Back it up for the Rising Sun suplex. But, ooh, Joey Pajamas being forced to roll to the outside, leaving that crutch in the ring. And, Tibbs, I am shocked at this. FOMO-san looks looks like he's at 100%. Well, Sills, in the business, we call that pulling a Willy Wonka. That is right. Now FOMO off the ropes. Tope Conero taking out Joey Pajamas like a house of fire and then ooh, whips him into the barricade. Let's not forget that is the same barricade where Joey Pajamas attacked the Hammerman last week. And it looks like Hammerman trying the tactic that, uh, the, or, I'm sorry, FOMO trying the tactic ha- that Hammerman tried last week going for that big boot. But ooh. Joey dodges, but instead gets caught with a beautiful suplex, and FOMO just shoots Joey over that barricade. <laughs> Look at the strength. I don't know why we ever doubted themselves. Look at FOMO Son go. He is on fire. That's right, pulling Joey back over and oh, ramming him into the ring post and now just oh, grabbing him by the skull and just pounded his skull into that ring post. FOMO-san is not relenting, rolling him back into the ring, going for the pinfall. One, two, wait, what the hell? Shibata, Shibata just got pulled out of the ring and that's... That's Johnny. That's Johnny Bananas, the partner of Joey. And he just pulled the damn referee out of the ring. I mean, FOMO-san was about to win this. Absolutely, Sills. This is what they're doing again. Look, you got both members of Bananas and Pajamas out here. Hammerman, he shouldn't be competing right now, so he didn't come down to the ring. And now they're using that to their advantage. They just assaulted our referee. 
That's right, but wait a minute. You say he ain't cleared, but Hammerman doesn't give a damn about that. Big hammer boot to Johnny. Big hammer boot to Johnny. Joey Pajamas rolling into the ring, and then wait a minute. Wait a minute. Look at that. He's rolled up FOMO on. He was using that distraction that the Hammerman was giving him to roll up FOMO. One, two. Oh, kick it out at the last minute, and... Oh, look at this Hammerman now. Turn about being fair play. Distracting Shibata. Distracting the referee. And Fomosan has grabbed that crunch. And oh, cracks it against the skull of Joey Pajamas before bouncing off the ropes. Rising Sun Suplex. Going for the pinfall. One, two, three. And Tibbs, I think Bananas and Pajamas just got a taste of their own damn medicine. You'll love to see it, Sills. Let's hope that the Rising Suns can get this taken care of at the Rumble. I mean, what an absolute house of fire FOMO Sun was there. And let me tell you something, if he can bring that same energy to the Regal Rumble, uh, they'll, they'll prove what many people have thought for a very long time, that Bananas and Pajamas win back at the Tibby Awards was just a fluke. <laughs> Absolutely, Sills. They had to do everything the wrong way to win those championships. And they're going to see how easy it is to lose them the right way. That is right. But, well, hold on, wait a minute. I'm, I'm being told Bananas and Pajamas are running backstage. We, they seem furious, and we have sent a top interviewer to go hear what Bananas and Pajamas have to say. L let's go listen to the back. Hello, everybody. Honeypot McInsert. No, 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 Honeypot. No, no, no. It's not your time to talk. It's not your time to talk, big man. Because what just happened out there is a travesty. It was a damn travesty. You see, that's the kind of boys you had as JWF Tag Team Champions. That was your representatives of this division until Bananas and Pajamas came around. Two guys that thought it would be perfectly fine to hit a guy in the neck with a crutch and then drop him on his skull. Hey, they're cheaters. They're damn cheaters. I mean, what happened to respect in the pro wrestling business? You know what I'm talking about, cuz? You know what I'm talking about. What happened to two men just going out there and having a nice little respectful fight? A couple of dudes. No respect. A couple no of dudes. No respect. A little bit of kick. Well, I guess that's not how the Rising Suns want to do things from now on. They just want to go out there and play their little board games and do this class last. Do this classless cheating. Classless, that's what it is. It's classless. You are classless. You are classless cheater over here over and over again. Well, uh, okay. Looks like the Rising Suns, they want to get nuts. Oh, they want to get real nuts, Bubba yeah, Bully. Yeah, yeah, we just call him Pistachio and Acorn. Hey, hey, hey. Well, wait, hold on. An acorn isn't a nut. It's like a little seed that grows hey, on hey, hey, It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All that matters is that if the Rising Suns want to get nuts, then let's get nuts. Because bananas in pajamas ain't bringing no wimpy little crutch to fight this Sunday. No, no, no. We're bringing tables. Bada bing. Ladders, Bobby Boom, Chase, Doodle, Stairs, and whatever the fuck else. And we're gonna use their own weapons of violence against them when we beat them within an inch of their lives. 
take their titles and remind everyone why bananas and pajamas are a couple classy individuals. And we're going to show the world exactly what I showed FOMOS on a couple of weeks ago. And it's that the rising suns are just T-R-A-S-H. Trash! That's yeah, it spells trash. That's what I yeah, you don't have to like, people can spell. Compost. Fuck. Nah, cause compost is actually useful. Tibbs, these guys they got a fucking belt. Like, I'm so I know I'm I'm supposed to be impartial on commentary, Tibbs, but those guys like they represent the tag division right now. Till they at this point are the tag division. Whenever every other company looks at us. And looks at our champions, they see those too. I've never been more disappointed in myself. Well, let's move on and just pretend none of that ever happened and move on to our JWF Championship match at the Regal Rumble. Hell, this may determine who's going to go on to face the winner of the Regal Rumble at Wrestlepalooza when your son Chuck takes on the current champion, Guy Fieri. And we know Chuck has gone toe-to-toe with Guy Fieri numerous times in the past, even in the heck and a sec structure. I mean, these two have fought just about every kind of match. But Guy Fieri, he said it last last week. This is Chuck's last opportunity at this title while Guy still has it. And, And let me tell you something. I think if anyone would make the most of that opportunity, it's your son, Chuck. Absolutely, Sills. This is what Chuck needs to to get back on the right track. To defeat Guy Fieri, the man that beat him for that championship so many months ago now. And to finally, finally prove to the world that he was Wrestler of the Year 2020. Any doubters left, they're going to be proven wrong at the Rumble. That is right. But, of course, if people have been paying attention, Chuck has been a little bit off lately. His mind's been going in multiple different places, which is why I finally had to get the kid to focus up. I sat down with him earlier today for an interview, an exclusive sit-down interview. So why don't we go and listen to what happened earlier today with myself and Chuck Tibbs. Uh, hello, everybody. Silver Spoon here for a sit-down interview with the 2020 Wrestler of the Year himself, former JWF champion, Chuck Tibbs. Oh, thank you, Sills. Well, uh, I gotta say, kid, you, you called your shot back in 2019, and you certainly made it happen. Said you would become the 2020 Wrestler of the Year, and at the Tibby Awards, you did exactly that. But that kind of award, I gotta say, that's a lot of pressure. How have you been holding up lately? Oh, you, you know, Sills, look, I'm built for pressure. You see, that's the difference between me and a lot of guys in the back. I get it. The wrestling business is built for egos. The bigger the ego, the bigger the wrestler. That's just always how it's been. It's made for guys that think they deserve every single piece of gold this company has to offer. It's made for guys that think they're just freaking untouchable. If that ego get shaken even just ever so slightly if their feet get held close to the fire at all they freak the heck out i mean 2020 taught us that more than anything else but uh, as for me well that pressure is where i thrive sills I-, I mean i lost just about every damn match i had for the first couple years of my career but i never falter you know why Because all I wanted in my career 
was to be here. To be in the JWF, to be in my father's company, and to take over where he started. Everything else, I mean, wrestler of the year, JWF champion, that's, that's just all icing on the cake. Which, uh, I, I guess, leads me to my second question. You made quite a bizarre statement when receiving your Wrestler of the Year award. You, you actually came out and you claimed that you didn't deserve to hold the damn thing. Uh, can you explain what you meant by that? Well, uh, to be completely honest with you, that Wrestler of the Year award actually probably deserves to go to my father more than me. I mean, hell, it deserves to go to Momoa Curry more than it does to me. I, I mean, maybe even deserves to go to a guy like Scotty Moore after everything he did over the last year. Because those three guys, that's who I was trying to be all year. I mean, when, when Scotty Moore tried to test my skills in a no-DQ match, I didn't go in and wrestle like myself. I instead went in and I did what Scotty Moore would do. I jumped off ladders. I ran through these flaming tables. I, I wasn't myself for that match. And you saw that I paid the price. I mean, my body was broken after that. I didn't fully recover for a while. I lost my next three big matches. And uh, yeah, it's not all because of that. But, well, I, I did also lose the JWF championship. And Now, oh, oh, wait. I, I, I hate to cut you off, but... Why didn't you take time off to heal? I mean, we we I know we don't have the best insurance plan, but we would have gave you some time. Well, that's the other thing, Sills, and that's what brings me to Momoa Curry. You know, he was the fighting champion in this company. He was the guy that everybody looked up to, that everybody compared themselves to when they were champion. You always looked towards him when you were in this company. And even though my body was broken, I knew, I knew, I made myself believe that I had to be like Momoa Kern. I had to keep fighting. I had to keep going even when my body told me it was about to snap. And I, I mean, really, that didn't do anything other than make me jaded. I mean, I got so angry because I couldn't do that, Sills. It, it led me to start lashing out at the people I cared about most, and it just led me to being furious all the time. And it wasn't until I did take time and went away that I realized I was furious because the JWF never saw me for me. It saw my father. It saw his moveset in a shiny new body. It saw Momoa Curry's drive. It saw Scotty Moore's aggression. But none of that was never Chuck Tibbs. They never saw Chuck Tibbs. And that's what infuriated me the most. I didn't make it to the JWF on my own merit. I know that. I made it here because I was copying everyone else. But this year, this, this Regal Rumble, the real Chuck Tibbs is going to show up to the dance, and they're not going to know what hit him. And Guy Vietti, he's certainly not going to know what hits him when I take his shoulders to the mat and pin him one, two, three. Because I might still be trying to figure out who Chuck Tibbs really is in the ring. But there's one thing I do know about Chuck Tibbs. 
and said he's your next JWF World Heavyweight Champion. Impassioned words there, Tibbs, from your boy. And let me tell you something, he seems focused. He seems ready. And let me tell you something, we've talked about it in the past. We've we've seen Chuck adopt the behaviors of other people, even when it doesn't suit him. I mean, during that during that epic no DQ match, that that nautical rules match he had against Scotty Moore, I mean, he was jumping through tables. He wasn't behaving like Chuck. I mean, even the captain's hook, your finishing move that he adopted, he's never been able to really put it on properly. And I gotta say, it's it's because it ain't his move. Pains me to say it sells, but that's that's a heavy and true statement right there. And those are some. Really deep and well thought out world words from Chuck right there, and I'm I'm happy that he's trying to find himself in this world. I'll support him 100%, even if that means that I never see him do that captain's hook again. Well, he never. He, they always got the ropes. Like they always gotten the ropes, Tibbs. That's because he couldn't. He didn't drag him to the right spot. The ring sells. I kept telling him he couldn't put it on in the corner. It come a failure as a father. Oh, it's all right, Tibbs. But of course, that match is going to be taking place at the Regal Rumble. But before we can get there, we got one last episode of JWF Ignition to get through. And that is, of course, going to be happening next week. As Blake Tanner announced earlier today, he apparently has a a plan of what to deal with all these WWE invaders. In addition, we're going to see the wild-eyed Southern Boys in action after a few months out taking on the V. W-O. And then, of course, the champ will return. Guy Fieri will be live. He will be in the ring. And I'm sure, despite this impassioned plea from Chuck Tibbs, I don't think that Guy's going to have some kind words for him ahead of their match. You can bet on that, Sills. We'll have to wait to hear what he says as we are on the hot shot down to the Rumble. That is right. But until then, remember to support the JWF by donating at patreon.com slash load of BS. There's exclusive content there, including older episodes of JWF for you guys to check out right there on patreon.com slash a load of BS. Buy my shirt. Uh, uh, what? Buy, buy my shirt. Is there a reason you said that like the Beetlejuice, Tibbs? You uh, you just need to buy my shirt, all right, everybody? All right. Well, merch.aloadofpurebs.com is the place to go buy the Beetle Tibbs shirt, which uh, are, I'm actually looking over at our graphic design team, and they are furious with me for announcing that. But until then, he's been Captain Tibbs. I've been Silver Spoon, and this has been JWF Monday Night Ignition, and we will see you next time.